Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Convention season is upon us, but before we get to convention, something that happens every year, convention only happens every three, sometimes four years, something that happens every year, congregations update their information, share that information with the LCMS. What does that mean? Why do we use that information? Helping us today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Sias, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun to get to talk with you because we get to talk about data and information and how we (laughs) use that information, why it's important. So, why do congregations share statistics annually about what's happening in their congregation? You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, we wouldn't think that a handful of congregations in 1846, when the Synod started, would have had this project on their minds. But they did. In the original 1847 Constitution of the Synod, one of the goals of the Synod is the collection of annual statistical data and the secretary was charged even at that time with gathering that stuff into a report for the synod. So they were they were interested all those years ago and we still are in giving each congregation through the synod an understanding of how all the sister congregations are doing in their congregations and schools and what the impact of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is on the American scene. Part of me is not surprised that a German Lutheran church body would be be interested in statistical information and data. So, (laughs) Yeah, it's there. The statistical information and the chronicle of Lutheranism in America. Yes, it's quite quite a legacy that we're that we we have in the Lutheran church. (laughs) So what information is gathered every year? We every year we gather three really important categories of information. One is the the statistical reports which are very helpful in helping the districts and the synod plan future efforts and to just understand how congregations are doing. Those include things like membership, reports of how many baptisms and confirmations you've had, what's become of your members in the last year, average worship attendance, which was a significant thing, still is a significant point of interest coming out of COVID, and some financial data, other things that help us plan future ministry efforts and figure out how everyone's uh, doing. The second thing is lay leadership information. We tend to know who all the pastors are and how to get a hold of them, but to get a hold of a congregation's chairman and board of elders chairman, folks that Synod has important and official reasons to contact with information that will help them do their jobs and help the congregation participate in things like the run-up to convention. So we'll be sending out a lot of important emails. We have sent a lot of important emails to congregational officers to encourage and remind them, put information at their fingertips to help their congregations participate in those things. So those are both very important. The third thing is the youth list. A synod has collected a list of contact information for youth in the congregations, which is used by the Concordia University system schools, the colleges and universities, and by the seminaries to provide information directly to those students or their families on opportunities not only for church work, but for other vocational education in the colleges, universities, and seminaries of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So we gather all those things this time of year. So it's spring, time to gather up all your information. We'll talk about the deadline here in a little bit, but l- let's go back to how this is how this is helpful. And and we have a long history of this yeah. uh, going back to 
1800s of our church body gathering this information. How have you seen it to be helpful, to, to be useful to the congregations, to districts, to synod as a whole? Right. You know, and there's a whole scope of, of that. Probably in your church basement, if you have a church basement and your church is older than about 1960, you go down there and find statistical handbooks from <laughs> the old days, a collection every year. Those were published. And they really give you a great idea of the history of your congregation and your area of how churches grew and developed and sometimes merged, sometimes split, how they formed daughter congregations. And it's a great record of just God's faithfulness and provision to his people through previous times. You know, for us today, coming the pandemic the last couple of years, we've done a lot of kind of focused research looking at how congregations have done in different parts of the country, where districts may need to help them to to move forward in good ways. One of the comments in the Lutheran Annual, which is kind of the successor to those old statistical handbooks in some ways, was that a lot of our attendance doesn't seem to have come back the way it was in 2019 in the year 2021. So it'll be interesting to see in the 2022 data that we're now gathering if that has started to improve or if we're looking at a little bit of a, a an attendance reset you know, that at least coordinates in time with the pandemic and people getting out of the habit of, of uh, coming to church regularly. So that's helpful, I think, in a given congregation putting in context what is being seen locally. You know, are we the only ones going through this? What does this mean? What are others doing to address it? What's the impact of it synod-wide? These statistics help us to understand and report to the congregations, district presidents, others that work with supporting them in a timely way on things like that. You mentioned the pandemic. Has has any of the information that's gathered, has it changed at all because of what we've learned throughout the, going through the pandemic? One of the things that's relatively new is we're starting to gather information on online engagements and in, in worship services or other activities of the congregation, which is kind of a tricky thing to measure. You know, you, mm-hmm. how, yeah. how many how many hits you have, yeah. you know, how many people are looking at that screen? Is there a, some kind of a robot doing this? You know, you know, a lot of interesting factors which make that very different than counting in-person attendance. Mm-hmm. So kind of as a study alongside the regular in-person worship attendance, we've started to look in a significant way at that data to help us understand that phenomenon and help congregations understand and put into context what they're seeing from their various platforms. Sure. I can imagine that 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 varies from congregation to congregation. As you said, what does that online engagement mean? It, is there one... F- one presence or one click for the whole family that's that's maybe in a service right. together versus mm-hmm. does that one click count for one person or a whole family? What does that mean? Yeah, I can see how that that would be challenging to to track that information. It's a, it's and, a whole new level. Right. <laughs> yeah. A whole new level. Well, I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the, the types of information that are gather, is gathered this year. We have a, a deadline for this the congregational information to be submitted. Tell us about that and what we need to know. We do. Congregations are typically very busy at this in the month of February. We know you've got maybe one or two other things going on. So we do try to get all this in by the end of March. March 31st is our is our date this year to try to achieve unanimous participation among the congregations. We typically do somewhere between 75% and in a relatively good year. And, you know, 
high 60s, low 70s, and not so good a year. But the bylaws expect unanimous participation, and we really hope for that, especially in a year like this, especially coming out of COVID when patterns seem to have kind of shifted. To have a health and status report on all our congregations will be really, really helpful to us. So March 31st, please try to get this stuff in. It's still a month and a half before tax day, so Ah, there's time. Plenty of time. (laughs) So how do churches update this information, submit information? I guess it's not a month and a half before tax day. It would just be two weeks before tax day. So (laughs) That's fair. Well, let me walk that back. (laughs) Not as much time as we thought. How do they submit? There's there's an online site today. No more paper forms than that. We'll just go to lcms.org, Lutheran Congregation, the interface to what's called the Lutheran uh, Information, or LCMS Information Support Network, our computer system. You can go in, it'll ask you the usual questions. Some information has already been sent to those congregational leaders Mm. about uh, what information needs to be gathered and uh, how to put all that in. lc.lcms.org. That's pretty easy. And as you said, it's been sent out to congregations, congregational leadership to do that. Congregations have their secure logins and, and should know how to get in. And if not, we're only a phone call away. Very good. We are, speaking of things on the calendar coming up, we're not too far out from our next convention is coming up this summer in July. That's um, right. Where are we in the timeline in terms of preparation for convention? We are today finishing up just a couple of very important pre-convention processes. I just just the other day finished the meeting of the Committee for Convention Nominations, so they're busy. They have completed the slates. Now I'm busy filling out information on all those that will be candidates for secretary boards and commissions of the Synod. President and vice president nominations are still open for congregations to submit those through our electronic site. All the congregations should have received that information. If not, again, we're only a phone call away. And those are due February 28th. So that's coming up pretty soon here. And then president voter registration. Each congregation gets to register president voters. Those registrations need to be in by March 19th. So a lot of deadlines coming up here mm-hmm. in uh, the February-March timeframe congregations will want to be aware of. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot happening right now in the, in the excitement leading up to a convention. Yep. What is, what's next? What do people need to know next in this timeline as everything's kind of ramping up? Yeah, so those processes I mentioned, those things are really picking up steam. Congregations will want to get those in. The deadline for overture submission is also coming up. We try to get them in by February 10th. The actual deadline for a a late overture or for an overture that after that point would be late is March 11th this time. And I just checked on the overtures that are coming in and they are coming in steadily. So we're looking forward to a big convention workbook being published early in May where congregations and anybody who's interested will be able to dive in and see all the reports and overtures that proposed activities and work for the upcoming convention. Did you create the schoolhouse video yet of how an overture becomes a resolution? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, there is a cool poster of that. I don't Ooh. think we've done the video. You know, <laughs> I'd be a little f- afraid to see my cartoonish representation, but we can get to work on that. You could sing it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> convention on the way. Convention is coming up this July, the right. end of July, correct? Right. In Milwaukee. Tail end of July, beginning of August in Milwaukee. Looking forward to it. Very good. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Thanks so much for being our guest. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.